Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Welcome back to Kicking Back with the Cooks. It's our July episode, and a lot has happened, as always. I feel like every time we, we take a break for a month, a million things happen, and so we have a lot to catch up on. Maybe, or maybe we just need to start recording these weekly because of how much is going on in the Nebraska volleyball world. So we are going to get right to it. Coach Cook, let's catch up. First of all, how are you? I'm doing good. We're on day uh, 13 of camp. Uh, today is the last day of Team Camp 2, so there'll be a big party tonight. <laughs> I'll be taking, I'll be taking my, my, my boys out. Uh, Jalen's going recruiting. Uh, I think Kelly's going, and um, Lindsey may make an appearance, but we're going to go uh, to our, uh, our, our traditional stomping ground. So, an undisclosed location. Yeah, undisclosed location. <laughs> but we will be taking it over. Yeah, I don't right. want. I don't have an NIL deal with them, so I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> that's that's smart. You got You got to work the system. They did the NIL. I'd be saying the name. Okay, so let's focus on camp since you brought that up. Uh, Dream Team Camp. That just happened. That Tell was, us a. Yeah, that was last week. Sometime. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, we started that five years ago. So Lexi Rodriguez, Allie, Kennedy, Lindsay, and Whitney were all in that first Dream Team camp that we started. Uh, and you know what was significant about that was I remember um, back then the rules were legal, but we offered Lexi Rodriguez uh, in my office, and of course she walks out to the elevator and then comes back and says, "I'm ready to commit." <laughs> so it's. Uh, Dream Team Camp's kind of become a tradition. It attracts the top players. And we still, I mean, we have all kind. I mean, there was, I think it was uh, 200 kids in that camp. But the top two courts are just major Division One talent. Uh, and they're all, remember, they're younger. So they're ninth and 10th graders. But incredible camp, incredible talent. I was blown away by the level of play. We had two of the best setters since you that I've seen at that age group. <laughs> So uh, they were they were just I mean I would pay to watch those guys they were just they're just really really good so it was an awesome dream team camp uh, we had a we had a great time and um, you know I, I coached that whole camp so it's a blast I get go back to my roots I I uh, I'm out there if, you know for we go what three six you know about eight and a half hours a day so uh, it's awesome. Tell us, do you send out invites to these players or do they just say, hey, I want to come and you say, okay, great. How does, how does that process work? Yeah, we, we're allowed under the NCAA rules to send invitations to camp. So we, we can send brochures, we can send invitations. And, and for this one, we call it a dream team camp. Uh, so we send out specific or, or, you know, invitations to people that we would like to consider coming to that camp. And did everyone show up who you sent an invite to? Uh, pretty much, yes. And uh, and then we had a f few that were signed up to attend camp, but uh, were selected to the USA Junior Youth Team that started training. Uh, and they're actually getting ready to play right now 
they started yesterday, I believe, in the Pan American Cup, which is being hosted in Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. So I think they got their first win. But we had, I think, seven players that were committed to our Dream Team camp or signed up to come and then uh, were selected by USA. So they weren't able to attend because it started at the same time. And you're not just training all day. I mean, you're watching, you're talking to them about watching film. You're, you guys, I think, went over and t did some testing. What, what was the testing you did over in, I think it's in the East Stadium or North Stadium. It has to do with your brain and your body and your, how you function. Am I on the right path there? Yeah, we do. Uh, um, well, we, we need a whole podcast to go into what we do. But <laughs> one of the things is we want them to, you know, this is what it's like, like to be a Husker and a volleyball player at Nebraska. And here's some of the things that happen here. So like Brian committed our strength coach, you know, he, he's part of the camp. He works with them uh, on how to take care of their bodies, how to recover, how to warm up properly. Um, we do some, you know, for, force plate testing, which it, it and, and they can get, they get all the results of this so they can see where they're at, what they have to work on. Are they quick jumpers? Are they slow jumpers? How's their step close? Um, so, uh, it's it's a pretty cool deal um, and a pretty good experience for those guys. We do watch a video with them as well uh, just to you know, show them um, what elite players do, how we train the Huskers and um, and of course you know we're showing you know we show video to the whole camp as well on our big screen so we do that for all of our camps. We think it's really really important because I think kids today are very visual learners so because i mean how do they lot them go to school for two years on on computers so they're they're really uh tuned into that so we've really ramped up our our video uh for camps awesome well these go hand in hand dream team camp and recruiting and i know you just went through the i mean well you're always recruiting but you just went through a pretty uh serious fast-paced time uh, in your recruiting process what can you talk about and more specifically I know the rules have changed especially since I was recruited I mean I think even within the last five I think you mentioned it it happened within the last five years but tell us how the recruiting process is different what takes place I know you can't mention names and who's committed and and talk about specific recruits but can you just tell Husker Nation about the process and I mean you were getting calls at midnight on a certain date and so can you just tell us about all of that and how it all works yeah well in the old days like we could recruit it talk to to campers we could offer them scholarships at camp and now and this is actually this is the second summer that this has happened we cannot talk any recruiting to anybody in camps, even if they try to call us or even through their club coaches, technically the rules are you can't really do anything until they're starting their June 15th, starting their junior year. So uh, that's, that's and, and starting at 12 o'clock midnight, we can start making phone calls, Zoom calls to these recruits. August 1st, they can start making official visits. So. Everything has been pushed back, which I, I'm, start, I'm still debating whether it's good or not. But so what happens is on June 15th, we start talking to and Zooming with these uh, re potential recruits and their parents. And, and then from there, you have Zoom calls. You can have as many Zoom calls as you want. You can set up visits. And, and at that point, 
it's legal for them to verbally commit. And so what, what everybody thought would happen, and, the, and you know, the, the super smart people in the NCAA when they made all these recruiting new changes, they thought everybody would go on visits, take their time, go through the process, you know, because in the, when you were getting recruited, you couldn't visit till you were senior year. Well, everybody committed in ninth grade, so it was like nobody ever did home visits or official visits anymore. And so starting June 15th, well, it hasn't changed anything. I, I think most of the top players have all committed by now, uh, and uh, they all started committing. What's interesting is they start all these Zoom calls, and I had one coach – uh, I talked to did 40 zoom calls in like three days we did oh. we did four <laughs> and this was another college coach yeah yeah one of, one of my people so anyway 40 zoom calls in about three days we did four and the thought is everybody's gonna take their time and commit well what happens is day one somebody commits day two all of a sudden you got three or four committing and then it just creates a chain reaction. By the end of the first week, I mean, you know, 30 of the top kids have committed. And, and now, again, this isn't to Nebraska. This is to all over the country. But they decide they don't want to wait to do the official visits. They get sick of the Zoom calls. They're all excited, and everybody's all excited, you know, for the first couple. Then it becomes old hat, and, and then they just start committing. And, um, and so... Uh, you know, that's about all I can say on that, and you can follow social media and, and articles to find out, you know, what happened with Nebraska recruits. We'll just say it was impressive. Another impressive year of recruiting. Well, we, they, they still got to get here, and we got to, you know, they don't, <laughs> and that's the thing, they don't really, it d never really becomes official till November of their senior year, um, but... Um, Anyway, we like I said, we we had a very small group that we were going to recruit, and that's why you know I think we only did four Zoom calls. And, but uh, you, you you were getting calls at midnight. Well, some of Are them you, some of them like to go at twelve oh one, so we're which we're, is we're, way past your bedtime. Yeah, but I I'll stay up on that day. It's like you know <laughs> Christmas. You're you're staying up all night, you know, waiting for Santa. So, but some of them like to get, some of them like to get going right away. I mean, they're so. I mean, just think about it. They've been waiting for two or three years uh, right. to be able to talk to a college coach. You were on cloud nine. I was with you those those couple days, and yeah. that's it is like Christmas morning for you. I mean, you're just so happy. You're in a great mood. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, so. it's it is fun to meet these guys. You know, you watch them play. You know, over and over and over, and then you get to talk to them and meet their parents and. It's, it is actually kind of a fun process. Well, I'm, I think Husker Nation, I know I definitely don't realize all the new rules and all that goes into it, but I think that's, that's, that was nice of you to shed some light on what really happens and, and how that process works. Anyways, the next big topic we're talking about, UCLA. Should, I do an, should we get an eight clock going? <laughs> well, you. I Steve. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't UCLA, go to UCLA. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. I didn't go to UCLA, so I don't know that one. Well, your daughter did for uh, for a half a year. Yeah. Uh, UCLA USC joining the Big Ten in 2024. Give me your thoughts on that. Epic. It's epic. it's brilliant. It's epic money. Uh, it's super conference. 
it's going to create you know an unbelievable volleyball conference and you know everybody asks me when i'm going to retire i'm like you know okay here's another <laughs> great new challenge now to try to win that conference and they'll be here those will start 2024 and it's going to help their recruiting uh and I, I think it's just going to be epic and you know and i'm again i'm looking at the sport of volleyball but i think for football and basketball same thing now there's going to be some long tri trips it's going to be hard on athletes but you know i think the money uh kind of overtakes all that uh but what i like about nebraska is we're in the middle so we'll have the shortest trip to the west coast uh, we you know we still have to go to the east coast but think of the east coast teams going to la where or the la teams having to go all the way to the east coast i mean those are going to be some long long trips the first thing you told me when i asked you what do you think of ucla usc joining the big 10 you said well i have to coach you know another few years because i need to be coaching in the conference when ucla and usc join so Looks like you're sticking around for a while. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. I, I just think it's, it's really, really exciting. And um, more exciting than Texas and Oklahoma joining the, the SEC. So, and, you know, and LA is a great place to go. Those are two storied programs. And, you know, you look at all the schools that have won national championships in the sport of volleyball. I mean, most of them now are, by 2024 will be in the Big Ten. You know, there's a couple of exceptions there, but super conferences are where it's at. And, you know, and I've heard this over and over and over in, in these Zoom calls we had and talking to recruits. You know, they want to play in the Big Ten. They, they all, all the top players want to play in the Big Ten because they know it's, because the, best, it's the best best conference. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's the a, strongest it's conference. It's a great challenge, and, you know, we're probably going to have to raise ticket prices because uh, uh, it's going to be even more exciting than it already is. We don't want to say that. You're going to make Husker fans mad. Uh, no, I, no, we here, won't. No, we won't. Listen, <laughs> I've been all over the state this year. Anybody doesn't want their season tickets, we, there's a thousand people waiting to get them. So True. Uh, that's, that's the biggest challenge. Our student section sold out on the first day. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we'll sell out the red-white game. And, of course, the season's sold out. And, and uh, I think just people love volleyball, and it's uh, – this is even gonna hype it up even more. So here's one of the first things I thought about. When you get to the NCAA, let, let's say it's 2024, we're in the NCAA tournament, and you have this Big Ten Super Conference, Big Ten Conference, with all of these incredible volleyball teams. I mean, it's obviously gonna be, going to be in the sport of volleyball, the toughest, best conference. How, I know that NCAA has to, with the tournament, the way it's laid out, they have to select a certain amount of teams from certain conferences, correct? Um, that's a great question. Uh, uh, not necessarily. There are automatic bids, uh, but I also think, you know, this is, this is going to create how they do the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's going to create a new model for, you know, and like some people are predicting, you know, over 10 teams from the Big Ten will go to the NCAA tournament. So So they'll change it. They're going to have to. Or, yeah, and this year they're actually going to try seeding the top 32. So I think there's about 32 automatic qualifiers and then they're going to seed the top 32, which means on paper what they're saying is they're going to pick the top 32 teams. Well, hopefully they're not looking at the RPI. Uh 
What they've also said is they're going to use other tools besides the RPI, which we know is flawed, and the NCAA has admitted it is flawed, but we still use it to, to make decisions. So now they're going to use some other tools to help them make better decisions. Let's hope that's the case. Uh, speaking of Big Ten Conference, your schedule came out. I want to get your thoughts on on that and I definitely have my opinions about it and the first thing I notice is there's a lot of Sunday matches and as a as a fan and as a former player I'm just not a fan of or in favor of Sunday matches so what are your thoughts on your schedule and and all of those Sunday matches yeah I mean we're yeah this is why I wanted to move volleyball to the spring you don't have to deal with football conflicts and so we have we have the football conflicts and that's why a lot of schools aren't going to do volleyball and football on the same day and we just can't avoid them so guess what we have to live it now in nebraska we we will do it the same day so we don't have you know we love doing it the same day in fact i think that's what helped build nebraska volleyball was you know coach pettit putting a barbershop sign outside the coliseum when people are exiting the football game hey come in and watch volleyball so that's that's one big thing and then some of the ma the way they're doing the scheduling now in the big 10 um with their creative scheduling and trying to fit all the parameters in that that we've asked for as coaches you know not to have five matches in a row on the road and you know uh there's several other things in there but they they've scheduled some of these weekends where you will play on a friday potentially at home on the road Sunday or if you're at home on Friday you're gonna go somewhere on a Sunday so you add those couple weekends in add in the football conflicts now over half our schedule Big Ten will be on Sundays so uh, but we're playing uh, in our non-conference we're playing Stanford on a Tuesday night Creighton on a Wednesday night uh, I think we're playing Loyola on a Thursday night of course we have our Saturday matches and uh, you know we're going to have several Sunday matches on the road, and but most of those Sunday matches will be televised. In fact, I think most of our matches uh, are going to be televised, so you get some exposure with that. Um, so there's positives, there's negatives, but you're right. As a student athlete, Sunday is the one day you you just love to have off because you don't have school. You just take a break. Now now you're going to have they're going to have Mondays off, but they still have to go to school. Yeah, that's tough. I I also just feel like for fans, it's Sunday's a family day, and yeah, maybe you come to a volleyball game, but still, it's I mean, it's your day to get chores done. It's your day to if you go to church. It's yeah, I don't know. It's just Sundays are tough. Yeah, well, the Red Kingdom's twenty four seven, so we got to protect it <laughs> seven days a week. It, I I actually think. Well, are you playing on a Monday this year? No, Monday's the okay. only day we're not playing on. <laughs> So, so Mondays are, yeah, so it's not 24-7, it's like 24-6, but. Yeah, 24-6. All right, July 1st. Lauren, can we, can we just talk about the Red Kingdom for a second? Okay, yeah. I'm give it, so give fired us. up. We're working, we're working on the designs. I think we got them down. <laughs> it is going to be epic. The design for the for Red what? Kingdom, we're going to have shirts on all the student section. The Red Kingdom, welcome, you know, welcome to the Red Kingdom, how we're going to do it. It's, it's going it, to be the buzz to go, to go with the song we created 
the design and epic and just just so you know i'm i'm going to give a little teaser out bud's okay. going to be in it oh my gosh <laughs> i i thought you were going to consult me with the t-shirts for the student section because i've been in contact with the student section leaders and they're like we want your input let's get together and and make t-shirts and they look like the retro idea i talked about on a previous episode we we are doing a retro we're actually doing two designs. We're going to do a retro design from the 90s. It's a retro 90 design. It's really Love cool, it. really creative. But then we're doing one for the Red Kingdom. And we're actually going to go and shoot our poster and uh, picture day. We're actually going to go shoot it at a location in Lincoln. I cannot disclose where that is, but we're not doing it in a typical Devaney. We'll have our team Another. picture in there, but... We're going off-site to shoot, uh, which I don't. I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't remember ever doing that at, at Nebraska. Another undisclosed location. Yeah. Is it the same location you're going to party at tonight? No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> but we're 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 again these these people that work in so they're so creative what they come up I know. with. But I'm I'm like pumped. Uh, about the design they came up with, and I think our student section is going to love it, and I think our fans are going to eat it up. So anyway, it's good. again, we're trying to have some fun and and make it fun and and, and can, uh, create new traditions and new excitement and and create a buzz. Awesome! I'm just happy you're going with the retro idea. The '90s are back, baby. Yeah, that's no, and that's because I didn't like it at first, and then and then they explained it to me. I go, that's brilliant. Nice. All right, July 1st, we'll go back to that, has come and gone. And you said by July 1st, we would all know what's going on with Kayla Caffey. Well, it's now, we're recording this on July 19th, and we have not heard about Kayla Caffey. And Twitter is buzzing, Instagram is buzzing, everyone wants to know what's going on. So can you give us any updates? I guess uh, we'll have to wait till August 8th when we start. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So now you're giving us a new date. Balls in Kayla's court. So uh, she's, you know, I don't know if she's going to do an announcement or or what. So the ball's in her court. So we'll we'll see. We should have brought her on today. (laughs) Kayla's wearing a new pair of glasses because um, uh, she, she, her uh, contacts were bothering her. So she's in camp wearing glasses she looks very studious nice i i have my blue light glasses on i think they make a difference yeah i don't no, i don't have no. prescription glasses but yeah there it's research says big difference it's important yeah i i like the that's another look that's coming back is wearing glasses i see so many more people wearing glasses nowadays it's better than masks yeah but masks are back too i hear in lincoln I, yeah i know they're for they're some people back yeah uh, I wanted to ask you this on the last episode, and I forgot, so I'm going to ask you this episode, but we just had a bunch of graduates back in May and June, and I just want to know, what are three tips that you would give those graduates, or what advice you would give maybe your younger self, um, kind of three tangible points that they can, that those, if maybe if someone's listening who just graduated or uh, who's making a big life change, they can take these tips and use them. 
Um, you're talking about graduates from high school or college? High school, or? college, grad school. Uh, yeah. Like, like if you graduate after 14 years of being an orthopedic surgeon at the med center, who I got to speak to those guys. Yeah. That's, what? It, what oh. are? Tell us. Oh. Tell us some tips that you told them. We'll <laughs> we'll start there. Just or just life advice. Something that you would give or say to. Uh, let's say you were talking to a group of people who had just graduated, whether okay. it's high school, college, One, grad school. You need a hobby. Got to have a hobby. Okay. Got to have it. You got to have something. In the stress of life, as you're trying to get going, you got to have a hobby. So there's all kinds of things you can do too. Hold on. What's your hobby? Horses. Oh, horses. that's a new hobby. Horses and roping. <laughs> Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I could literally be on the professional rodeo circuit right now if I wanted to and didn't have camps. <laughs> You're not that good. I've been invited to every rodeo. <laughs> they have a novice division and they have an old, older person's division. So I could literally be on the, on the tour right now. The senior citizen the, rodeo tour? This weekend it's in Wahoo. Next week it's in Burwell. I mean, I've been invited to all of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so hobby. So Wait, hold on. We yeah. still need to get video of you roping. Okay. We'll, we'll, no one's posted we'll, that on we'll social media. It. I've we'll, been asking for it. We'll unleash it. Okay. So get a hobby. That's yeah. number one. Two. Uh, I call it team within your team. You got to surround yourself with people that are going to help you be your best. And uh, every successful person that I have studied. They all have a group of people uh, or a team that helps them be the best. And, I t and I, what I talk to our players about, you know, make sure you're around people that are going to make you better. You know, you don't want to be around people that are going to take you down. I've seen so many of our players get around people that aren't going to do that, and it, it impacts their performance and their, and their happiness and, and all that stuff. Uh, so team within a team, get a hobby. And then um, each day you got to ask yourself three questions. One, who needs me today? So figure out who's going to need you today. And, and you know, somebody's going to need you. And unless you're, you know, studying uh, the ice on the Antarctic and you're by yourself, maybe nobody needs you up there. But, you know, in your life, somebody's going to need you. Family, who your workers, your team, whatever you're doing. Two, whatever you're doing, are you doing a good enough job that you'd want to be hired? You've got to ask yourself that every day. Am I doing a good enough job that they would want to hire me back? Or, or whatever it is, am I doing a good enough job that I've earned that and will get to keep it? And then uh, the third one is, uh, and this is what I ask myself every day, you know, who would, want to be, would I want to be coached by me? Okay, so do, do people want to be around me? You know, and ask yourself that every day. Do, am I doing a good enough job that those players want to come back? Am I doing a good enough job that the people I work with want to see me tomorrow, you know, and work with me? Or are they dreading it? Um, and, and so uh, the analogy I use, uh, you know, every day when you interact with people, you're either pumping them up, it's like a volleyball, you're pumping it up to five pounds per square inch, or you're deflating the volleyball. And last week, Lauren, I had an unbelievable week. I got to speak at the Driftwood uh, Vet Clinic on North, North Lincoln, Northwest Lincoln, and they're opening up, uh, Dr. Tony there is opening up a drive-in vet clinic. 
and he's got a new team there. They're, they range from high school kids to, to other vets. And it's a first concept of where you would drive in in this bay and they come out and you know look at your animal that you brought in. Uh, they, they, I think they have three drive-in you know, um, bays, but he, I went out there and did kind of a team building talk to them. So that was really cool. And then the next day I got to speak to all of the police sergeants and captains they had a workshop day and i got to go speak to them and so my point in sharing that is i look at those days as okay i get to get to go and pump those volleyballs up i got to pump up driftwood vet clinic i got to pump up the police which is it's a tough job right now and their morale is not great so um so anyway that's those are the three questions you got to ask yourself every day how was that answer lauren because i know you know you're going to give me an opinion that you just knocked off confession and lesson okay. that was beautiful incredible. thank you because i was driving over today like what the hell i hope we don't ask the confession <laughs> thing whatever that give is your, give yourself a pat on the back because okay. that was awesome right, good should we tell the story about uh the connection that i made up here and the connection that you made uh when you talked to lpd and how it's all intertwined do you, oh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Should we tell that story? Yeah, you want to tell it? Or you want me to? You can tell it. I'll let you. You're better at telling stories. Okay. So, uh, when I went to speak to the uh, Lincoln police, there was about, I think, 60 officers, and, you know, and, and the sp I was waiting on the speaker going before me who was... Uh, speaking about laws and things like that and I think he works with the police and the government and so on so anyway he comes up to me I'm getting setting my stuff up and he goes hey uh, coach cook nice to meet you and um, I said yeah nice to meet you and he says hey we have a connection I go oh, really what's that and he said he goes this is unbelievable but he says uh, my daughter played volleyball at Lincoln Southeast and uh, she got to meet your daughter I go, okay, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you're in Wyoming. What, you know, how'd that happen? And, and uh, he said, yeah, she's the nanny of the people that run the Diamond Cross Ranch and where Lauren was helping with a wedding there. And, again, I, I've told this story so many times. The weddings are so cool there because when you say you're, you finish your vows, they have 30 head of horses. You know, you sent me that video, 30 yeah. head of horses run full bore right by the whole wedding party it is so cool well anyway she's the nanny of the people that are running those weddings at the diamond cross ranch up in north of jackson hole wyoming yeah. so he was telling me how excited she was because you were her idol playing volleyball <laughs> and here she is as a nanny for the kids of the people you know that are running the weddings so yeah and there's there's connections all the time small world so for anyone listening diamond cross ranch is a historic ranch in uh right outside of it's i think it's technically in jackson hole right wyoming but it's i think that it's yeah kind of in, it's, it's, it's like moran a, yeah by moran so it's, it's north uh, and they have weddings they do um there's a cowboy there named and i actually just bought you his book yeah uh, i'm about third, it, third of the way through it okay it's called think like a horse right yeah. and it's by grant gallagher 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 not sure how to pronounce his last name but uh he's a, a famous they call him the horse whisperer because he's just a famous cowboy and he came out with this book but like microsoft ceos uh 
professional sports team coaches, all these people flock to him and go on these like one, two, three day retreats. And he teaches people, uh, he's, he's, it's just him and a horse and he's working with these horses, but he's teaching people just all these life lessons and, um, kind of how you're applying, you know, all these cowboy skills and, and, and talking about horses with your team. That's kind of, you're almost like Grant Gallagher. It's you're similar in the way that you guys teach and, and try to, uh, connect the two of horses and life and, and how it's all intertwined. But, uh, anyways, it's, it's the owners of the ranch that, uh, that girl is nannying for. And, uh, it, we just happened to, I happened to be helping out a friend working a wedding there and for the weekend. And, um, we happened to connect and it's, it's crazy. Nebraska people are everywhere and I it's, know. and we, dad or coach dad <laughs> i just called you dad coach cook whatever we when i met her we hugged i mean it was like a full-on embrace like we had known each other for 20 years yeah and it, it it's just so special that you have your nebraska people are connected everywhere and they're always so nice and kind and you just you feel even though you've just met someone from nebraska you feel like you've known them your whole life yep happens to me all the time and everywhere we go and um you know uh every time i get on an airplane in an airport somebody's coming up to me you know taking a picture i hear i'm from here you i heard you speak you know it's it's awesome people in nebraska are proud of being nebraskans they are you're getting on an airplane tomorrow and i have to tell you madden i she keeps saying you know papa papa like when she's starting to talk and so she, she wants to know when she's going to see papa and so i said i keep telling her okay three days two days okay one day and i said papa's you know coming in on the airplane so now all day every day for like the past five <laughs> days or whatever she's just repeating papa airplane sky papa airplane sky and then three three but it's like tree like she can't say it she doesn't say it perfectly uh, um, so anyways it's just it's really it's cute but it's funny because she knows Papa's coming on an airplane in the sky in a couple of days, and yeah. it's just it's funny to watch her say that. That's cool. And she gets she gets when, when I say okay, we're gonna go pick up Papa. She goes like this, <laughs> <laughs> and then goes yay! <laughs> Good, that's so, awesome. Someone's fired up to see you. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna end it with this. Uh, this is the lesson that I have. And you're gonna you're going to appreciate this, but of all the paths you take in life, make sure a few of them are dirt. That's 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 all about horses right there. Because you I know, know what I love about that? You you you're dirty. After you ride horses and stuff, you're you're in the dirt. And hey, that, you know, I just go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say I just go feed the horses an apple and I'm covered in yeah. dirt. Yeah. There's some about it. I mean I you know, why do kids play in the dirt? Madden's probably going to start eating dirt here soon. <laughs> yeah, she already eats, she tries to eat rocks. Yeah. She tries to put the dirt in her mouth. I don't get it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, no, I, and I'm glad you mentioned Grant's book because the guy basically teaches world-class leaders, these CEO guys, lessons from working with horses. And I, I, I know, and I'm reading the book, I just connect with it so well because, uh, you know, when you're working with a horse, like I tell Jalen all the time, Jalen, you know, he loves to talk and he <laughs> talks a mile a minute. Everybody loves Jalen. But in coaching, you know, when, when you're trying to work with a horse, you can't talk to them. I mean, they can hear your voice, but they don't know what you're saying. 
so you have to you have to do other find other ways to get them to do what you want to do and i think the best coaches say very little but get get those athletes to do what they want so uh uh, all that stuff is really really cool and you know i say it's a new hobby but it's also i'm in and really into it because it's helping me become a better coach well well i didn't think you could get any better but it looks like there's always room for improvement well, in, your, be, in your eyes. That'd be the fourth thing I would tell graduates, you know, <laughs> uh, tell yourself every day, you know, nothing. You got to go learn every day. And um, that's, uh, you know, that's what makes it fun. Try to try to always get be getting better and learning and, and uh, create new challenges and fun things. Well, that was a great episode. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're very, very busy between recruiting and camps and cowboying and being a grandpa and a dad and a husband and everything else so thank you for your time husker nation thank you as always for watching listening supporting us in the podcast and we will talk to you next month which we may be recording once you're in season depending on when we can find a date to record but you may be uh starting your season by the time we're on the mic next yeah it's a couple weeks away we get going so it's exciting I can't believe it. I, it's, it always sneaks up on me, but I feel like for some reason, especially this year, it's, I feel like we just finished the season. And maybe it's because you went so late in the season, but uh, I feel like we just got done with the volleyball season. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I know our players are excited, our coaches are excited, and, and um, so we got a great schedule. This year we're playing a lot of great teams, so it's going to be, you know, just get on the edge of your seat and hang on. Here we go. <laughs> well, with that being said, we'll see you all next month. Thank you and go Big Red.